This episode of Getting Table is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. That is GT2305. You can find them at ValhallaHobby.com. Please support those that support the channel. What? I just checked. What? What? <laughs> I just fixed it. Yeah, no, we're on 138. Oh my god, you said it! Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff... Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 113 of Getting Tabled with your host. He's back from his walk about the Bruce. Hi, folks. Yes, lovely to be back. Uh, and, of course, we do not have major sucks for this because he seems to think family is more voice because he, you know, organized too much advance and still got... Uh, but George is here. Hi. <laughs> so, so, so as funny as this is, I, I, I literally just heard uh, Bruce use a, a part of Australian vernacular that was so entrenched in his mind he didn't even realize he said it until he said it. And I pointed it out, so... I, I, I just said, yeah, nah, well, nah. Ah, yeah, that was yeah, nah. Whatever. It's, you know, apparently that's how people in Australia say yes and no. Well, it's exaggerated, but obviously. That's you did. That's not an exaggeration if you do it. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, this is not a test second edition. Uh, yeah, I wanted to start this episode with a few follow ups just because I wasn't here and you guys were kind of following as best you could. And there was a couple of things I kind of thought I'd like to touch on very, very briefly. So, this is a test second edition. You weren't really 100% sure what it was because it was just post talk and it kind of the post assumes that you know what it is so this is not a test is a not fallout game basically uh when it first launched four or five years ago it had a really big surge and really following and it kind of teetered off after a while um because it needed some weeks and it's kind of needed something to get back here for a while so this is legitimately a very big deal um not just for black Side studios uh because obviously but yes it's a big deal for them somebody outside of the company's hey could you help me this that's a little uh but it's a big deal for this is not a test too because i would let the it's a, it's a company that's been doing fairly major publishing that's doing their work. He's not going to have to do it all themselves. Um, so that, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, which I want to thank our Patreon, because they did actually correct us. Uh, what's, Good. Not, they, they explained something to you. Because uh, when we were talking about Ensign, you were like, I don't really get why. Like, you were kind of like, this seems like a bad deal. Um, <laughs> which, 100%, I completely get why you're saying that you're wrong. But, um, from the picture, like the pictures of the minis didn't really make it clear how large they are. And they are large. Um, um, tag signatures and that's where you rise from but the insect guy in particular is big oh like um, yeah he's, like he's he's decent so yeah. um so yeah that that's why the price was more than you were think well yes it is but they are big so they're on 55 basis so that should give you an idea of how big they actually they were probably almost twice the size uh and then finally luna um not so much i wanted to make a correction on this but i just wanted to very quickly see the original luna set um was kind of done as a bit of a pet project and with five minutes aside because that's what you're supposed to have um but because the game has one 
one particular dice that's custom and they were getting it for sort of very expensive um, and everything that was in the box basically long story short it was one of those things that you really had to want to buy because it was it wasn't really good value from a sense of a starter set because starter sets are supposed to be it's not that it was bad but it just wasn't good that sense uh, it was just kind of yeah. and like there was no retailers that were ever going to cover it because there just wasn't enough market um, because it was too expensive to produce, to produce. so they've made a, a new starter set that's a bit more streamlined uh, you've got like your tokens and that they're still they've actually found a new source for those dice to reduce costs down because uh, that was a big thing those dice cost diesels on should buy involves uh, so they found somebody else to be able to do that for them uh, and then literally everything else is being done in house uh, because they're doing their casting so that wasn't so much a correction to something I kind of want out because it was a big deal because I mean Lunar is one of those games that sounds really interesting it's fighting on the moon we had actually spoke about it all uh, it just didn't um, but a new starter set that's a little bit more cost effective make it a little bit more attractive especially for retailers that want to stock at stuff so yeah nothing huge I just wanted to point out a couple of things and or give my opinion sorry so very good let's do this now then newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events and we're so, starting to off with so pretty much th this broke last night. Yeah, this th this really is the kind of thing. Yeah, we don't normally talk about stuff like this because it's usually <clears throat> the worst thing we talk about is, you know, company going out of business or someone has stolen money well through a Kickstarter platform or it something like that. You hear about this as much, especially at Gen Con. Yeah. yeah. So um, yesterday, uh, $300,000 of TCG cards stolen from Gen Con. Um, the, the article this is was a big updated. Deal, the name that's yeah. involved, too. Because yeah. this is a new Disney game being called. Well, no, no, they confirmed that um, the, the Disney game was not stolen and that it is oh. not going to affect av availability. They have not identified what the game is that oh, was I'm stolen. That. Yeah, no, yeah, they've not identified it. So, but it's not the Disney game. Don't worry. You can get your Disney game, the quote unquote magic killer. Uh, the only thing that's going to kill magic is Wizards of the Coast, not Disney. Disney can't do that um, unless they buy Wizards of the Coast and then kill it. Oh. <laughs> um, by the look of the picture and purely based on the picture, it looks like this guy has just walked up, made it look, and, and he's, he's done the thing that all really good thieves do, which is they've just pretended that it's supposed to be there. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's walking out with a pallet. Yeah, he's got uh, a pallet jack with the pallet. He's wearing khaki pants, black shirt. I'm guessing if it was a better resolution photo, it would be logoed like, you know, one of the vendors so that no one's going to look at him twice because, you know, he's got a logoed shirt that's appropriate and probably just stroll on out of there. No big deal. Um, and yeah. if you look at the photo, I mean, he looks pretty uh, low-key about the whole thing yeah this this is somebody that's done this this is a question a hundred percent this is somebody that knows what they're doing um it's saying that he's also looking directly at the camera so maybe he doesn't know what he's doing but yeah this is a really really big deal i mean yes gen con is a huge event but there's a lot of really small people um like it's it's an indie thing more so than a games workshop i mean we don't really cover tcg cards as much i mean i've done a couple of it's not that thing. um by the look of the boxes i suspect that they're a band it's it's it, it could well, be magic but I don't think it is. I think it's Bandai, so it's my guess. Well, your dragon so, or one piece or something. Sure, yeah. Like you know, it's a very like you know, ha having had a store and you know worked with the guys you know that own a store, you know, like seeing the product come in, like that's a very nondescript what the box comes in. Um, yeah. just with what's been available because this is, I'll, I'll add this in a little bit too. Uh, Magic the Gathering released a Lord of the Rings set for Magic the Gathering, and there was oh, a one of yeah. one card printed of the One Ring, the only one. Some guy pulled it post. Malone was like 2.6 mil cool it's mine all um, right cool 
So if this is some of that kind of stuff. I could be wrong on this. I don't think it's the only version of that. It's it was a special version of the card. No, the card says one of one. Yes, on the card version of the card. You can get a one ring card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that one specific one. Yeah, that one specific one is the only one. Yeah. So on a side note, I'm glad someone like Post Malone, who's a big fan of the game, who has the resources, was able to because that card will be preserved. You know, so Post Malone. I don't know Post Malone very well, but what I've seen, he's someone that actually genuinely has an appreciation. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not so, the celebrities that's like, oh, I'm using this and look how fancy I am, like uh, Logan Paul, for example. Uh, this is someone that genuinely has a passion for it. So it's, yeah, going yeah. It. So, but yeah, um, big, big news, uh, huge theft. I mean, and in the, in the world of, you know, we don't hear about this kind of thing a lot. You know, no. usually it's usually intellectual theft or stuff like that, not an actual like heist of physical product. Because if you look at some of the board games and some of the other sets, like they take up a lot of space. That's a huge thing to steal if you're going to steal a lot of it so um, um probably uh, de- depending on physically where in the event this took place because this looks like it's on laws i'm like th- this is very clearly happened during setups I'm oh yeah because well if you look at the the twitter post that's on that page there's a whole bunch of pallets there so this is like the oh, storage grudge yeah so gen con's probably gonna have faces because that, that would have to come down to gen con security this yeah so, so, some security guard is not, like yeah you're good me. well as as many people are running i mean the, the guy picked the right time to do it would every Everyone's running around, you know, it's a little hectic and crazy. Oh, I got my pallet jack. I'm grabbing this pallet of stuff. No one's really going to look twice with all the chaos going on. I mean, reality. I mean, with the exception of looking at the camera, the guy was was pretty uh, smart when he did that. So might find him, but chances of that happen are pretty low. Yeah. In saying that, they will eventually go up for sale somewhere. That'll be how they find him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Somebody seems to have like big boxes of this, and they don't normally sell this. Hmm, that's unusual. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll move on to something a little bit, well, no less shocking, but a little bit more positive. Mantic Games. Now, I have literally listed this as Warpath EG, uh, and this is literally what they posted it as. This is a this is a company that's sitting here saying, yeah, we kind of need your help on this one. And this is something that doesn't usually happen. So, a little bit of background information on this. Warpath is a game that's been around for a while. It's kind of, it was kind of their second big game they put in. So this is their equivalent game. Um, at one point, it was going to go real. It kind of teetered off, and they haven't really done anything with it for a couple of years at this point. Uh, and there's been a few people, especially lately, that's kind of been going, I wonder what they're, going, what they're doing here. They have to do something with Warpath because nothing was happening. If you don't do anything, the game doesn't die. So for roughly the last 18 months or so, they've actually been working on changing the game. Um, the reason for this is because when Warpath, Warpath first came out, Firefight came out in that rule book, and they were kind of like essentially versions of each other. Um, so there wasn't really much of a difference. Now they've recently relaunched Firefight last year and listeners may remember that that actually won game year from Lisa War last year. Um, so it was very successful. Stretch think I've not mentioned it a hundred million times again. Um, so the next question was, well, what are they going to do with Warpath? Well, they decided that they needed to separate the games because they were basically versions of Charm. They may as well have been, like, to the point where you could play Warpath as Firefight, but like, there was almost nothing. Um, their answer was, well, we're going to go onto an epic scale. They were going to go down to 15 mil. You can actually see some examples there of minis that they had been working on. Uh, and for 15 mil, the detail is phenomenal. Yeah, that looks, that looks pretty fantastic. Like, I was thinking, like, the, the 15 mil were more like a 2830 and then the the big guys were like you know bust size stuff like this yeah um but here's the problem with what their plan was what happened a couple of weeks ago george uh uh war warhammer uh 
epic. 40k yeah. epic. We so, just kind of take the wind out of their sails, and now they're kind of in a situation of like, we really do want we do to this? Do yeah. We don't actually know if this is a smart idea anymore. So, so here, here's my thought. You will hate my thought on this, but here's my thought: how they test the waters, right? They do a Kickstarter campaign for just a two-player starter set at the 15 oh, yeah. mil scale, and if it goes through and it's a very successful Kickstarter, like they raise 300,000 percent of what they're needing or whatever. Okay, we go through and do this. If and, and don't don't set like you know a twenty thousand dollar goal. You're a big company. Do do a big goal. You know do do a chunk of money. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if, if that goal is met at that you know and you know obviously give the backers a deal like you know seventy five percent of the actual cost. Yeah. So and, and if it's a successful Kickstarter, then guess what? Move it to fifteen mil and release the line like that. If if it's like now, then you know it, like th- that's why I'm saying like do it at a substantial amount of like you know is it going to fund or is it not going to fund kind of level to, to to see what the 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 level of interest is um as much as you're a proponent of that's not what kickstarter is for is for these big companies to release a new product that they can afford to i think that would be a great way to test i i, I think this, this is literally like this is a product that they don't know if it's going to be successful or not Kickstarter's 100 percent um there's only a probably a slight semantic used to be on kickstarter quite frequently and they haven't been on kickstarter for a while now. um kind of around the time where i started going everybody kind of needs to stop doing it and it's not every place there's certain companies that exploit it too much and i use mm-hmm. the word exploit on purpose i know people don't like it but it's true um but mantic cooled off on kickstarter all by themselves um when they were talking about kickstarter as a possibility for this they were like well we might have to go back to start or we're going to do it. Um, because it literally is what kickstarter is for uh, and if the kickstarter fails there's their answer yep. uh, the other option which we talk off camera about is that they could take this digit um now there's actually put out a community vote and it's just a one question vote i'm going to bring it up on screen and basically should we proceed um your first option is i would support more path as a game system give me core units in hard plastic terrain physical books even if it's required to crowdfund more uh, sorry even if they're buyers your second option is i would play more path uh but a more modest release is fine i'd be happy with miniatures and other materials such as resin and a smaller tighter range uh co cast was mentioned that it's not here there's also one i'd love war path Mantic's first fully digital game miniatures released as stls that i think is an idea that has some merit uh, because it reduces all of the costs down from their perspective um and also works as a bit of a because if it doesn't go off then again they don't have that they've got they're, they're, they're literally not out anything and the last one is that i've read the rules and warpath isn't made. and here's the thing the thing with warhammer epic at the moment is that we really don't know what the rules are there's been a couple of teasers of what the rules might be but we don't know they have made the entire rule available sorry the rules manuscript available for free you know, because they want to know if this is worth it because obviously there's already been quite a significant amount of money put in 18 months paying to develop including i didn't cover this a second ago alessio cavatori cavatori who is not a small but who is not a small deal that is a very big deal um literally warhammer 40k um i like the fact that they've gone to the community for this but yeah, regardless I... of which action this goes i don't think they can lose out on this like if they decide not to proceed then they win because they didn't risk big money into into a product that didn't go out. um yeah. if they go ahead and it's successful so on and so forth. well and it's a very much the you know the the, these are the people that are going to buy this are they going to buy this yes or no oh they're saying they're not going to buy this let's not do that you know (laughs) um you know i would would recommend as many people do this as possible but only answer with your real answer so if you're like yes i think you should do this but i'm probably not going to buy it then maybe that's what you should say is i'm probably Mm -hmm. not going to buy it in my case i'm going to fill it out and say i would recommend it as a digital product i think that's the smartest way forward um even to the point where i would argue that they probably still go start. I mean, everybody else goes 
Kickstarter. Yeah. Products. I don't think that's entirely. Fair. Um, if it does go full fledged, then yes, Kickstarter, hundred percent. Like, there's, I would not take the risk on a full fledged product without going Kickstarter. Yes. Uh, especially with Let's Be Fair. Despite everything, everybody's going to say this copying thing because that's what they do, regardless of whether it's true or not. Well, let, let, let's be honest. You can make that argument for any game, you know, ever after you know what where you know Games Workshop started and what they've become. Yeah, right? exactly. You 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 could argue, you know, you know, Drop Fleet Commander is just like you know a different version of Battlefleet Gothic. You know, bubble. You know, like uh, what's that one game? Socks like uh, dystopian wars. No, 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 no. Is uh the other space faring one or whatever? That's I can't remember. Fleet Commander. No, there there was another space game. I thought he had that he was selling off to do Drop Fleet. Legion. Maybe that was no, not Legion. It was uh, maybe someone else. Like I I thought someone from like Hot LZ days had this like it was a spaceship game. It must have been one of the other guys, and I don't know. This Drop Fleet Commander was his first non-historic game. We've discussed that. Well, no, Drop Drop Zone technically was. Oh, sorry, Drop Zone, yeah. Um, Otherwise, it could be Firestorm. Yes, that's it. Firestorm Armada, thank you. Yeah, but that wouldn't have sucked. That's also owned by the people that own um, Dystopia. Yeah, so. Anyway, this is a really big deal, and the fact that they've gone to the community and just been 100% upfront about this, which they they could have left this internally. They could have Mm -hmm. just swept this under the rug and never mentioned it. For sure. Uh, There's a possibility that this could be a thing. I actually think it was a really clever idea to differentiate the two games. Um, it's kind of a shame that it kind of bit them in the butt the way that it obviously has. Um, but I like the fact that they've come out and they've gone, look, this is the issue, this is what we've done, and we'd still like to do it, but, and we need you. And they're just being completely upfront about why they're asking. So, hey, give us your opinion on this. No, it's not. We want to do this. We don't know if we should. If you tell us not to do it, we won't do it. There's no if, buts, or maybes. They're just telling you what they're asking. Yep. There's no slyness. There's, it's just upfront. And I like that. As opposed to, we have this idea that we'd like to do. What do you think of this idea? And it's because I, I like the fact that it's But moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, some really great looking minis from uh, Project Warhorse. Yeah, so this is actually from Victoria Miniatures. We've looked already more. Uh, Project Warhorse is the name of the campaign. And this is Rough Riders for all of your other sci-fi armies. Um, it, it could be 40k. It could also be many other things where they ride horses and have sci-fi. So Rough Riders was re-released at some point last year. I don't know. Uh, they were like ages. Uh, and they are doing equivalents, both in digital and physical, for all of your other armies. Now, I'm going to get all of these ones wrong. I quite like the Desert Scorpions one, though. Uh, I don't remember what they're called in game, but here they're called Desert Scorpions. I love the leaves. They're amazing. Um, there was a comment to somebody that they should have camels. No, I'm amazing. Um, I think the Sebekis are meant to be the Huskars, maybe? Probably saying that wrong. I quite like those as well, like the wind and everything. It looks really, really nice. Uh, Van Diemen's World Devil Riders. So these are obviously designed around Australia. Um, I've been to buy some of these Van Diemen's for a really stupidly long time. Um, I, I, I would argue I that that the uh, the Van Diemen's, I would say those are uh, also uh, modeled after uh, US Rough Riders. Oh, no, they're 100% rough. They're, they're 100% modeled on ours. No, because Teddy Roosevelt had a uniform exactly like that when he was a Rough Rider during the Panama Canal. Yes, but they're literally wearing the Anzac hat. It's the slap. Roosevelt had one too. Roosevelt had one too. I'm telling I you. Can tell you. I can tell you for a fact that these are based on Australia because that's what I'm going to tell Being an Australian so company, I'm, yeah. I'm that's... sorry, but you're wrong. I get what you're saying. There are other countries that have, but these are based on Australians. And yeah, but they don't matter. Those other countries don't matter. Well, if you say so. <laughs> 
Um, there's also Victorian guard riders, which are like very much your like they very much red coats. Uh, there was a question about whether they should have been blue coats according to history. I don't really know. Yeah, that, um, I really love these. Are amazing. The border world packs are awesome too. They can all look like green array. Hold the phone. That's crazy. What have you to say? I'm just holy. That's so down at the 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 Project Warhorse add-ons. Um. Oh that can't be right. Is, is that per? It, it says um, 30 rider companies plus 390 US dollars. Like that's just for like 30 riders, not all. No, because the other one says five rider squads for. That can't be right. Six squads of five riders. Six squads of five riders for 270. Holy cow. Yeah. Because if you was to do, if you was to times 75 by six, that's going to be a lot more than that. That's a crazy deal. Yeah. 75 by six is 450. So you're saving yourself about 60 bucks. Yeah, but it's still, not quite a free squad, but it's very close. That that is a flat out crazy deal, in my opinion. Like, especially when, like, for you, it's only two hundred and seventy bucks. Well, that's probably. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, like, what that, that's a horse kit, right? So, if you were to put that in terms of Games Workshop, that's a seventy dollar box. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, gee, I wonder if there's a reason why they're doing fifty eight thousand dollars. Now, these are like these are designed to fit very well, obviously. I mean, there's oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but th that is the target audience for this. Um, I'm very tempted to do the digital, like hundred percent. I'm very tempted despite the fact that I don't know if I would ever use them because I don't play 40k uh, but I kind of really want some de some band demons wild devils I, I just love to build it and paint but I don't I don't have time to just... God, no. um, yeah the, the, the prices on this are really really good uh, especially the, the prices we're looking at here are for the physical ones so this is for your your high detailed resin you can also just get like hints and stuff for other things but they're really nice really really nice yeah so, so a little further down they have a scale photo of their stuff and then it's obviously the games workshop model that's just a silhouette oh, but, no, but it's it, it's just a silhouette so you can't you know they're the same size like this is a a one-to-one a -one replacement there is no yeah. these just happen to be grimdark guards that, that could fit anyone because everybody does grimdark wow even um, their uh yeah. projected shipping is is crazy cheap yeah and ha here, here's what i like these are actually being manufactured in three different locations right yeah like so yeah there's mostly it works out to be cheaper because they've already organized ahead of so if you're from the US you don't have to pay for us to ship Australia because it's being made in the US if you're in the UK or Europe then you don't have to pay to get a ship from US or Australia because it's being made in sorry not Finland Netherlands, Netherlands. Um, Asia's probably the only one that in theory falls out there but the fact of the matter is that would actually be posted on Australia for dirt cheap well dirt cheap well reasonably <laughs> yeah so uh, these are really cool uh, yeah like yeah. if I had the desire for, for the army of these I would I would go for these and not get the games workshop models period yeah there's so many decent guard models out there now it's ridiculous. Uh, i mean i've wanted to do a catachan's army for such a stupid amount of time it's not any maybe that's why uh, games workshop hasn't updated those models because they're like everyone else is doing a better job than we are let's not even waste money on it let's do other things like kill off firstborns and do primaris only now we talked about that actually yes they did kill firstborns <laughs> recently but hey you know what everybody is getting bitter about this and i'm sitting here going you know what i really don't mind i actually think this is a smart idea they should have done this to begin with the only problem is that they said they were never going to do it, which was very right. clearly a lie. Everybody knew this was coming. I don't care who you are. You knew this was coming. All of us knew this was coming. It, that, that's, that's, literally, that's literally like me telling you, Bruce, I'm never going to drink whiskey again. Yeah. You know that's a lie. 
<laughs> they they just held off for forties. Right. The smartest. I understand why they made the decision to the whole Primaris thing, but I still feel the same way now that I did four years ago, which is what they should have done: is slowly replace them, one kid after the other, rather than trying to pretend that they're different things because they were never different. Yeah. Always the same. So, anyways, anyways um, yeah. Should we talk about the elephant in the room? Oh yeah, let's talk about the elephant in the room. It's not very often I t- I mention that we're going to be discussing a new story ahead of time, but I definitely did with this one. Uh, so, and I so, have I have quotes. <laughs> so so just to give uh the the people who haven't been following us for way too long uh some context back on the Hot LZ when we only talked about Drop Fleet Commander, it was literally every episode we were talking about a different way to track the information on bases, different bases, different base kits, etc., etc. Uh, here we have July 31st. TT Combat released a photo of clear acrylic discs with lines on it. There's no hit points tracked. There's no um, statuses tracked. There's no orbits tracked. Um, what else is tracked? That was it, right? It's well, sorry, um, orbit. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. So all we have is firing arcs now. Nothing else is tracked on that. And, yeah. and, and we have found out this is now intentional because apparently he's getting a huge kick out of this. Lewis has not released anything about what is replacing uh, spikes, spike statuses, orbit layers, hit points. None of that. None of that has been hinted at. All we have is here's our new acrylic bases, which don't get me wrong. I think this is okay. I think having a dashboard off to the side has always been the better idea to track the stuff for the ship on a game instead of fiddling with the dial, the base every single time something happens because you're moving it. What? No, this is. I think this is something that should have been done from the, the get go. No offense to what you designed there, Dave, but this is what it should have been. And I then don't it should have been. With you. And we've, we've been fairly open about our opinions on the bases for a long time. I mean, on one count, it is still to this day, I would argue, one of the most innovative base designs that's ever been done. They were absolutely incredibly intelligent, but the problem is they didn't work well. They were yep. very fiddly. Uh, I mean, they worked with how they were supposed to work, but because everything was so small, it just it wasn't fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. anybody Anybody with decent sized hands, it was impossible. I have fairly average sized hands, and I still had problems with. I have them. I have fat fingers, with, and I yeah I, I couldn't stand it. Of all um, of the people I played this game with, I've only ever played one that didn't use dice to track it. One person, and that was a Patreon of ours. Um, and there's a reason why there's at least four other companies that did replacement titles for them mm-hmm. because there's at least three options out there that are really good that they could just you know steal the idea from. Um, so whenever anything gets changed in the game, the reaction from the community is always pretty. Uh, it just explodes and everybody goes, how dare you? And, and, and this was insanely pretty. And we'll comment more about that later. We'll yeah. Because I, but, I, I have quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, and, and part of the reasons why too, which th- this is a really, a really key thing here um, that we've uh, been exposed to in the last, I'll just say five years, supply chain. If something happens in your supply chain, it screws everything up. Uh, yeah. In, in, in my real... Externally. Yeah, in my real life doing IT. One of my clients needed a server. COVID happened. Server upgrade was pushed off because everything was not available. After COVID, the server was still not available. Still not available. Still not available. They're now on uh, cloud servers because of that whole process of the physical material parts were never made available again. Or they weren't made available in quantities that they're easy to acquire. So, and and what all Lewis is doing here is he's, sorry, Louie, all 
all he's doing is he's bringing this in-house so that he controls his supply chain more. It, it's totally not just sense. that, though. He's also fixing what is... There's been two... Early on, all of the response to this was different versions of how could you do this. But yeah. I'm sorry, 90% of that community, and I would argue the people that commented on this initially, all recognize that these bases had to change. We've all been complaining about this for a long time, since before TT Combat opened. So Louis is also fixing a problem here as well. This is something that probably should have been done a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, they would have already had all of these bases that they were, I suppose, yeah. because that's a cost. Uh, I mean, there was nothing wrong with them in theory, but they never really worked right. Not not the way that they were supposed to. Well, and, yeah. and so and, 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 and I'm going to throw out here, because uh, I played with a guy that's like this. I am now becoming the guy that's like this. Um, at a certain age, you know, your eyes stop working so well, and you start needing things like bullet bifocals. One of the guys I played with, he was in his 50s. He had reading glasses. And every he loved playing the game, but every single time we played, he complained about the bases because he could not read them. Yep. And I am now of that age where the, my the optometrist was like, and here's what it would look like if you were wearing bifocals. And I was like, well, crap. I'm of the age of bifocals. So those those tiny bases, like, it's not sure for your 20-somethings and stuff like that, it's great. 30-somethings, it's fine. Older guys who still like playing the games, it's an issue for us. And I was always behind the whole, I'd rather have a dashboard that I can mark and like have, and if my opponent wanted to see it, I could hand it to him instead of us messing with the ship, you know, possibly changing his position, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I think tracking all the hit points, the layers, all that stuff on a dashboard, separate from the ship, was the way to go from the get-go. Yeah, and I, we, we've talked about that a few times. So. Realistically, there's one of two ways, in theory, this can go at this stage. And again, I have quotes. We'll get one of them is dashboards. I personally, that's the way I would prefer it to go, because the other option is tokens, and it's going to be bucket loads of tokens, and I don't think anybody really wants that. But my, the my, they can sell these things, but... My my uh my fix for you know using those bases back in the day were uh the little pony beats essentially tokens and so many tokens it was I it, was, it worked yeah. better for me and you know some of the people I played with they liked it better because it was more visually visible still having to fiddle with the bases but I I think a tracking dashboard you know like you know a flip dial for like the hit points and like you know a little slider to like you know here it is with the sticker you know like yeah. or something but yeah. Have them snap together so it's like, here's your battle group. Yep. Or something. So, oh, um, that's the other thing you've got to track is the battle group. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. One more thing. No, two more things before we get to quotes. Uh, because I have quotes. Um, so, first things first. In the Dropfleet Commander community, Michelle actually posted a picture talking about the different replacements that are available. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that, that is something that you can go and talk about. Uh, there's a couple of different companies that he's pointed out here. Uh, and I want to go through, I, I believe I've captured all of them. So the first one was actually from the comments, uh, and this is a 3D printable version of base, uh, but it's bigger and easier to use, basically. Um, actually, really cool looking design as well. Also, kind of helps with the larger ships, so that you can actually. I was actually, I was actually, I saw oh. that the other day. Um, yeah. I really like this. Uh, there's different sizes, obviously, for different ships. Uh, we also have one here from Litgo. Uh, this is one that I almost bought several times, actually. Um, I never did. Also, hey, look, it's the flying saucer dice tower that that, that I almost. Uh, but no, the the, um, the starship bases, they're, they're basically a very similar idea. It's got your firing arcs actually sculpted as part of the design. Uh, and then you've got little totes to represent pretty much everything. And then finally, I believe this is the one that we have recommended more than anything else. Laser Horde's miniatures have the best design on market right now and have done since about six months our company launched the, the game initially. Mm -hmm. um, these were always the ones that we recommended.
standard back in our hot LZ days. I have a huge collection of this right now because I bought a couple of sets when he relaunched them a couple of years back. Uh, he did take this off the market at one point uh, because he was under the opinion that, well, I, I believe the opinion is going to be selling it. Uh, and then there was a whole heap of like, please, I want to buy this. Can we sell this? Yeah. Um, I had always held off on this because me getting it probably was stupidly expensive. Uh, but we ended up finding a way around. So, and I yeah, used no, it. It's amazing. Yeah, because, you know, there's various colors that, you know, it was an insert that worked with the, the base that you got. So yeah. you put the insert in, battle group colors, boom. Then it was rather large, you know, given the scale of just, you know, tokens you would pull out and put in to change spikes and orbital layers. And then, then there was a dice to mark the hit points. It was still fiddly. It was still all on the base, but it was less fiddly than the original design of the base. So yeah. Um, if you're looking for options and you're not willing to wait to see what 2T Combat's doing, this is the options that I would recommend you look at. But time for some quotes. So we're pretty lucky. We have a fairly decent relationship with 2T Combat. That started initially between conversations between us and Lewis. Um, I now have a, I now and have Dave a and Dave. Oh, oh, Dave and Dave. Well, yeah, true. Uh, we did have a couple of conversations with David. Um, but I actually I, I talk with Lewis fairly regularly. So I talk with Louis fairly regularly as well. Um, so I reached out to Louis and I said, We're preparing to record on Sunday. Wondering if you have anything you're willing to say on the plans for the new fleet bases, how things are being tracked, etc. from now on. Tokens, dashboards, something else entirely. I realize that your answer may be no comment. That's very clearly an option that he may give. Uh, but I wanted to at least ask so that you had a chance of reporting accurate. Because the thing I didn't want to do is sit here and guess and then kind of either throw things off because we've suggested something that sounds better than what they do or have it come across like we're being moaning and stuff about it, which we haven't made. But it's, I mean, there is a negative side to this. The negative side is obvious. Um, uh, the answer I got was pretty much what I expected, but also not. I'm sorry, man. It's a no comment this time. Just grab everyone a bag of popcorn and enjoy the comments. We've got plans. So here's the thing we're not touching on. The press around this and the comments around this, with two exceptions, have been really bad. It's been extremely negative um, because it's a change. Of course, it's been strange. Uh, there's been two exceptions to that. Michelle's post in the community has been filled with nothing but um, suggestions of how, how they can fix this and like other ways that you get around this um, like because he was like the items that you can buy elsewhere and they were like yes I also know these ones uh, and there's been a few people that's been like well yeah but this has also been kind of a problem for a while there's been some people that actually did acknowledge that not as many as I think probably should have but uh, and also the equivalent post on the Dropfleet um, Discord chat so there has actually been some positive things come out of this but here's the other thing no press is bad press whilst that is not entirely true in real life because I'm sorry bad press is bad press um, in the case of this I think this is actually before I finish that sentence early on you me and Sox was talking about this and we were I'm going to call us out on this we were of the opinion that TD Combat had made a very big mistake do you remember what we said that mistake was mm, not was off the not? top of my head no okay it wasn't the fact that they changed the bases because we've all been of the opinion that they happened. oh I've they, they could have like released a new idea every quarter I would have been like as long yeah. as it's like you know trying to improve yeah. I, I'll, I'll be behind it <laughs> um, the thing that we said was a mistake and we was of the opinion that it's an oversight because of Gen Con stuff uh, was that oh. was that they didn't reveal the answer to the tokens at the same time because then yeah. all of the discussion would have been positive as opposed to you've messed up which 
is not what they've done, but it's how it looked. Um, but judging on what Louis said, this was a deliberate choice. Like, he's very clearly not surprised by the community response. He's loving the press, despite how negative it is, because it has been very negative. Yeah. Try that very clear. Um, and he's, like, very clearly loving it. It's clearly done exactly what he wanted to do. Because, let's be clear, I think this is the most anybody has spoken about Dropfleet Commander for probably a year and a half at this point. Mm, I'd say this is probably the most discussion Dropfleet Commander has had since the sale of Hawk 2 TT Combat. Even, like, when they released the um, the 1.5 rule set, like, nobody really talked about it. No. Because, I mean, we did. We covered it because very passionate well, about the game. Also, we argued that it's uh, that was a mistake. I stand by that. Sorry, Louis. It, oh, it, I still that was a mistake. Yeah, it, it should have been 1.5. 1. It should have been, like, 1, 2.0. They should have done like, a full second edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I understand why they did, and that, that's fine. It's, yeah. But this has got everybody talking about the game. And it's not just a matter of everybody talking about the game. We're all talking about how to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Meaning that all of these people, because they wouldn't be talking like that if they weren't thinking, I'd love playing that again. All of those people that are playing it and want to get more people playing it. So now, how do I fix this problem? Or how do I fix what we assume is a problem? Um, I don't know what TT Combat are going to do. I really hope that they don't just do tokens, because there's going to be so many of them, and it's just going to uh, be a nightmare. So, that would be the yeah. way for them to fix it. I want them to do dashboards. Yeah, I, I it, want it, them not to do it digitally. I want them to do it digitally so people can just print them out. And hey, maybe they can make a, a fancy version they could sell on the website. Um, but knowing the history of like, because the last time they invested in the whole hit cards, it became a problem. They needed to update with so I'd rather avoid that. Yeah, design well, something that can be done as a physical like MDF product that they can sell for those that want it, and everybody that wants to print it want to get the boring look edge. That's what I'm so, hoping. So here's here's what I want to see. Like th th this, I think would probably be the the fastest, easiest way to do it, right? So Dave designed this really, like, let's be honest, really intelligent base, right? It's groundbreaking at times. Yeah. So take that base, turn it into a dashboard, right? So you have this square, okay, right? And there's a circle indent. You put a sticker on it. You snap the wheel on, just like it's the base, and then you can manipulate it completely separately. But then it has like, you know, it's a little bigger. It's a little more user friendly, you know. And it, you know, you still do the little pegging. You can track the hit points on a peg. Make the but peg bigger. But yeah, make the peg bigger. Make it so that, you know, it's easy to hold in your hands. You know, give it some tactile resistance. You know, like like essentially like a, a plastic playing card that is clicky. It, it's it's tactile. It, it You know, you can manipulate it easily. It just doesn't go crazy, you know. You make sell, the peg bigger. Actually, I'll show you what they sell. This is a product from TT Combat. These are wound dimes. Uh, and these are made by pretty much every company under the sun. Yep. These just happen to be acrylic ones. And then basically there's a number here and you turn this around and the number changes. Like it's the most simple design known to man and it works. They're really nice. You can buy these in several different colors. I bought these initially for uh, Entry City and then immediately changed my idea of how I was going to do so. I've never used them, which is fine. Um, but there's there's your starting point for your idea. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, like have a square, have one dial that tracks spikes and layers, right? And then another one that tracks the hit points. Make it smaller than this because otherwise your dashboard's going to be like this for each ship. Um, I, 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 I'm thinking like, you know, the size of like, you know, a standard size playing card. Yep. I'd like, like I said, I'd like to see them go from two fronts. I'd like something yep. printable from the Dropfleet Commander website that prints when you make your list on the builder and it prints as dashboards with whatever the most current information is at the time. Maybe not so much the rules, but it shows whatever hit points and stuff, not points, whatever, yeah, hit points the ship has. Um, yeah. But then so that they can make money, a fancy version that people are like, because not everybody will. If they design something on the website and that's the only way they, re they release it, there's going to be a lot of people that will just 
keep on using what they've already got. But if they don't like it, because they don't like the existing base, and they've forgotten that. Yeah, no, if, if, if they release a fancy version, like, even if it's like, you know, here's the Dreadnought dial, here's the Battleship dial, here's your, you know, heavy cruiser, cruiser, light cruiser, here's your frigate, here's your, you know, like, if they have, I will go buy a Dreadnought one, I will buy the Battleship ones, I will, you know, I will get them. Yeah, Je- 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah. Lord knows I'm already due for a T2 combat order at some point, I'm just putting it off because Anchor City needs to be made. Right, um, moving on to nothing yeah. TT. T- uh, drop fleet commander related uh, with TT combat. Uh, we got a couple of new sets releasing for uh, Carnival, uh, Mythical Beasts, yep. and Holy Summons. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Mythical Beasts first because I'm definitely leaving the Holy Summer still last. So this is a new Doctor set. These are more converted monster creatures that they've done. So we've got like a, a horse Pegasus looking thing, which has very, very clearly been stitched together from sea monsters and stuff that you get in the in the canals of Venice. And it's really, I, I love how very clearly made this is. Um, like the Doctor stuff always looks really, really screwed up. Uh, we've also got what I think is supposed to be a griffin, except it's got a vulture's head. Yeah, I would, I would call that griffin like with a vulture head instead yeah and then we have a cassowary with a lizards i don't know what that's supposed to be. Uh, i would say that's more uh komodo dragon looking with the cassowary head yeah it's definitely it's definitely from that from that line of thoughts and, and um a screaming person base on a dog hyena i think uh spice and then of course the doctor that ruined all of these creatures to begin with uh, yeah sea stallion <laughs> uh the mighty hippocampus is the sea stallion that's the we've actually seen the he um get that test everything here. i, I really like the look of this stuff honestly it's disgusting um, hideous the, the last one with the human horrible, head, the, the last one with the human head and cat-like body i'm that could have been done better i think i that one of all of them that one looks the most like afterthought idea of the ones like the the first three look amazing this one's just kind of like you know like the project you've known about the project for a month and you get it done the night before that's what this is i feel like the paint job one's letting up mm. the lizard looks really nice and detailed you can see the detail in the feathers mm-hmm. yeah the, the griffin there's been a lot of time spent on that and look, i'm not like their painters are great you know that their painters are great uh, but i think i mean they've tried to do a fur texture in areas and then others it just looks like i, know, I just think it needed some more but some areas just look like skin some areas you can see where they've tried to add fur detail in but i don't know if they were going to do fur detail they probably should have gone all the way paint wise um if they were going to make it skin they probably should have gone away paint. it kind of feels like that bright eyes. i don't know i think that's where it's down. I still, I, like, I'm not sure I could do better, um, but I, I don't know. I think that may be where you're coming. I like the doctor. You know, well, yeah, the doctor looks good, yeah. Um, Which one are you going to talk about next? The Holy Summons or the Theophant? The, huh? the Holy Summons is next. Okay. Um, First of all, first and foremost, the first uh, priest there with the, the stick hovering, that yep. is such a simple yet action-like pose. Yep. Like, it looks so good and so um dynamic, I guess. I, I can't yeah, the, the word I want to use like, escapes me. Stoic? Yeah. He's kind of just standing there stoic and menacing, but there's so much happening on the base that it makes it look more action Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy it's good. A, the floating miniature doesn't look like it's going to snap. No, yeah, because if you if you look at the back view, like, there is significant contact there. That's that's yeah. nowhere near as, like, you know, really Games Workshop, you're you're having this entire thing supported by that? Are you crazy? Um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next one with the, the water pose, uh, again, it's it's a very, very dynamic, lots of action in the sculpt. I love the fact that it looks like all of this water seems to have come out of the Holy Veil. Oh, hey. I could be wrong, the, but I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the Holy Veil. The first one's an airbender, the second one's a waterbender. Where's the earthbender and firebender? Probably in the next box. 
Um, and then the next one, we have this, the holy summon. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, how is this holy? How is this not a demon spawn? Like, this is really messed up looking. And obviously that's the point. Um, I mean, especially if you read the Bible where they describe things like this, none of them look like the way angels are described. Even angels aren't described. Like um, and then the next one is just nightmare material. And I'm all for it. It's amazing. Yeah. So very clearly the Vatican in this are not lovely people. And we already know that anyway, because, well, it's in the back of the story that they are. Um, for sure. Off the box, I feel really silly in saying it, but First Miniature is my favourite. Uh, absolutely, the, yeah. It, it's yeah. far better than it has any right to be. It's just uh, standing there, but it's amazing. Yeah, if, 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 I were to, if I were to have this many, though, I, I could not um, resist the urge to paint blue arrows on the limbs and the, the forehead. Yeah, that's fine. Do you want me to do Oh my you? god, I just realised, yeah, like, airbenders, when they become masters, they shave their head and get the tattoo and stuff like it. This dude's got a shaved head. He, he's screaming for the, the arrow tattoo. He's an arrow bender yeah uh you asked a question if we want to talk about the theophant of sinai uh i think this might be a firebender even if it's a monster made out of fire but why not mm, i i wouldn't say it's a firebender but yeah it's no it's a fire bender. yeah um i, I, I would got candles as part of it too but there's a candelabra down bottom. Mm-hmm. yeah i would say this is probably one of the i would say best fire elemental uh minis i've seen i do feel like i've seen this mini a hundred times but it's a really nice one the fact that well candle in there makes this what, nobody what, ever this actually has something that shows you where the fire came from and nobody else ever does so, so what what does it for me is if you look at all your elementals there's the assumed face like there's the you know yes that's the face but it's not defined this guy's got a mask that is defining the face like yep. I, I like that little extra detail now that being said i still think the best elemental minis out there uh just because they're you use them out of the box you don't have to do anything with them are the ones you get from uh reaper minis the the clear oh, acrylic yeah. that yeah, are colored are. appropriately like um uh they won best painted several years ago at adepticon with a thousand suns the the, there was the the little summon of you know an aeromental type being or whatever that the 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 uh, librarians could do. You know what they did to represent that? They got aeromentals from Reaper, put them on a base, and said, "Boom, there it is, done." And it looked absolutely amazing. And they didn't have to paint it or anything. So they come in clear, the, the, the acrylic plastic and not yeah, clear. yeah, that would really well colored done. colored acrylic plastic. No, it's not not acrylic. It's a different sort of plastic. Anyway, uh, lovely stuff. TT Combat. Um, it's all been completely overshadowed by our previous story because nobody is talking about this right now. What was the previous um, story? Uh, something about bases. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, very, very quickly, one last follow-up from the last episode. Personally, I really love the UCM Behemoth, Light Behemoth. I think, for me personally, that's that was the winner of what looked best. Uh, uh, I do completely understand why you say the PHR. It is gorgeous. Uh, but I think well, the first, for me, it's the first time UCL or uh, UCM have won any of those. So, yeah, the, 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 I, I don't know if, it, like, what the PHR won. They did the same thing but they did it differently with it but yeah. kept it looking the same which th- that that takes them doing with phr because well they have to look a certain way because they're phr um no the i the shaltari goal it, it looks like i look at that and i i know it doesn't it's not exactly the same but i look at that and i see a diamond oh yeah yeah it's really similar if you look from um, the middle the middle from where they just yeah. cut it in the middle the back it, half uh, is the same shape the back half yeah. is the same uh, shape the front half is a different shape mm-hmm. Anyway, that, that was my thoughts yeah. on those. Just because so, I good thoughts. Um, little company, uh, 
games workshop? Yeah, they make small, tools. Some small. No, that they make games. Apparently, it's a workshop where they make games. Oh. Um. So we've got a few things that was revealed this weekend. Uh, we've got a new Night Lancer coming for the Horus Heresy. So this is a plastic kit version of something that we've seen from Forge World. That's World resin. In the past. So yeah, pretty much. Oh wait, is that sure? That's a plastic. Wrong. Uh, Forge World is, resin, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be a plastic kit. I could be wrong, but yeah, I, 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 I've noticed that things have gone along stuff. like games. Games Workshop has been pulling the the Horus Heresy more into their umbrella from Forge World. I mean, it's the it's the two heads of the same company, but Games Workshop has been slowly moving it in. So um, they need to do something about Forge World. Forge World is it's but, it's an embarrassment. Forge World for the longest time was known for their resin, and and they're still now known for the resin, but for the exact opposite reason now. But the problem the Forge World is still doing things exactly the same way they always have. Oh, don't get me wrong, the detail is amazing when it works but quite frequently you have to you have to get them reposted it's come out in disaster yeah it's um, the, the 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 quality of forge world stuff is becoming more and more of, of the uh the fine cast it's been disappointing because most of the rest of the industry have taken what they learned from there and proved on it anyway forge world is i have an unpopular opinion people don't like I have, so. um all right next up scrabix that's not entirely scrabix plague pack uh this is a new kit that's coming for underworld i really like this because well it's scathing uh but also it's really pretty yeah these are these are some, these are some really good looking rats um yeah. and, and and it'll be it'll be a pain but the those little smoke effects they have going there they yeah. have such a potential to look so good yeah. like like they do here like the person who painted these has exceptional skill and they've done a very good job of making these look very good yeah the thing i would like to do if they were mine is i would want the smoke to be i, I would start with that same ring but i would finish it in a darker gray than what they've just to make it feel thicker yeah because that almost looks like cauliflower uh hello cauliflower makes you fart okay fair enough <laughs> uh, i really i really like that box though in fact it's probably the highlight here. Yeah, but um, my favorite my favorite one of those six is the 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 more of a the the rat in the in the, the middle and the the middle and the bottom yeah yeah no i agree with one that uh next up we have something for you uh we've got a new um iron head squat necromunda uh, he's very pretty i guess it's not really that up uh, that pickaxe looks uh perfect for uh piercing some uh some uh xenos uh tyranids or or uh some uh uppity uh imperium sounds like a plan yeah and then everything else from here is uh black library stuff so this is all books contain stories um because the story will end when i tell you that it ends and so on and so forth uh next up we got the final read the city is a sigmar range so we've kind of been looking at these as they've gone they've been kind of very hit miss from most of our opinions um i mean there's certainly been stuff this line that we've liked there's uh, been others that we looked at and went ooh that's gross um, and I don't mean in a so uh, it's gorgeous kind of way I just mean in a way it's just gross um, I quite like Throne I love the fact there's a skeleton on the bottom half of it I don't know why there's a skeleton on the other half I'm guessing it's the person that was in the role ball the new guy um, I, I quite like that there's clearly a story behind this mission. I just don't know what the story is um, um, aspects of the God King Sigma anyway I don't know uh, the Iron World Great Cannon feels just like an updated version of one of the cannons from Fantasy which is exactly what it should feel like Except for the fact that, you know, it's not dwarves. If, if there's, there's going to be an updated oh, cannon, sorry. it's going to be the dwarves. Like, they're going to be the ones pushing the boundary on technology for a cannon. I'm sorry. Fight well, me. the Cities of Sigmar is... No, but the Cities of Sigmar is kind of a little bit of everybody anyway. So yeah. they probably have gotten the technology from dwarves. Uh, the fact that somebody's drinking behind the cannon is a little odd. Uh, uh, ha have, it, but... have you never, like, you know, been close to or dealt with artillery? You're going to want to drink. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, oh, he's optional. You don't actually have to. There's also somebody that's loading that. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and then we get a pre- preview of some of our general troops again. Um, somebody's wearing a bay dock mask. Hang on. Why do I hear a ringing? It's a postman at the front door. Somebody was pressing the doorbell. Ah, um, a plague right. mask. Yeah, the plague mask feels very random, but plague masks are just are. Um, the, uh, the next ones, the uh, the dude with the uh, the fairly uh, substantial axe and then the, the helm with the bear on top. It's not a bear helm. It's a bear head on top of the helm. Yep. That dude looks... He, he needs to have shorter legs and like a stockier torso. Like that... That's a dwarf character right there. It does like, feel like dwarf, doesn't it? Oh, God, I also, yeah. I, I love the really try-hard, desperate-looking street ninja they have. Like, this isn't a ninja. Oh, God. It's someone that's <laughs> trying really hard to look like. Um, super hard. Like, uh, yeah. it's it, it's like uh, the assassin from Assassin's Creed. Like, you know, the whole, like, blending with the crowd. Are you kidding? You have, like, there's no way you're blending with the crowd. You look like an assassin. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like, ninjas never looked the way that we think they that is yeah. a completely fictional like, oh yeah ninjas oh yeah never look like that at all um the fact that they try to sell that as history is hilarious because everybody knows it's complete but yes um I- i'm sitting here saying that it's like that they're looking really try hard i mean all of this in complimentary fashion like that is very deliberate there's nothing accidental about how try hard that's um and then we're back to the start uh i also love the horse that like the the cavalier marshal is gorgeous the, the, yeah that that looks pretty like, that's despite right there. D- despite the the basing which I hope you just glue the horse onto it I hope that's not like part of like you have to do a lot of modeling work to get it detached from it it looks good the, the, the giant on that. usually they're pretty good with that they're usually pretty good yeah, I, I, like, the way that it's sculpted you are going to have to have some sort of right I don't as long as I could like it, I don't have to use the tactical rock that they provide if I could do my own cork modeling and make dirt hills or mounds and, and have it sit on there i'm fine with that the the forced inclusion of a tactical rock that peeves me off mm-hmm. uh, and then of course finally we get the reveal of the artwork for the battle time it's the first new artwork we've seen this edition so i will give it a thumbs up because i'm sick of seeing recycled artwork it uh it does look pretty good oh um, it's really nice yeah um reveals it, are all really nice yeah, it, 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 it feels very empire though yes but i don't think that's accidental uh, i mean from a world perspective yeah there's no way that they can't be empire but I don't think, like, from a design point of view, sure. they've done some, um, because they're very clearly trying to go the other way with old. Um, honestly, my favourite, no, it's either the bear guy or the horse. I think it might be the horse. Uh, the, the dude that looks like he should be a dwarf is my favourite. Yeah, because you're anything not ridiculous. Really. <laughs> uh, if they were to redo classic dwarves for, for Sigmar, I would cry because then I would have to get those. I'm still crying and, like, I want Lords of Calderon still just because dwarves and airships, I want them, you know? Like, yeah, it is no. a really cool idea. Um, uh, next up, Warcraft. Yeah, no, yeah Socks is going to be sad we're talking about this without it because uh, from what I've already looked at here, this looks really cool. Oh, yeah. So we've got an Independence Battle Fleet set, so this is more of a, hey, this is an easy buy-in for game or anything else because we've seen some of these ships before, um, but this is this is a new set. It's a Battle Fleet set for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming August. Shows off things coming in it. It looks like this one must be a mixture of resin and plastic again. It's very clearly a large battleship's resin one. Can we address the unique choice of the flight stand going into the crotch of the big flying robot? I had never noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the 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 big flying robot, the flight stand is coming out of the crotch instead of the back. Usually, flight stands it goes straight up the bottom, or it's been coming off the back. This is because of the way that he's been posed. Yeah, it's kind of, this, this is very it's kind phallic. Like, it's a little bit too high to be phallic, but I get your point. It's a robot. It could be you know as phallic as you want it to be. No, like it's it's a little bit too high in the body. It's not actually crotch. It's just above. But in saying that, you can glue it wherever you want. Um, I, I really like this. I think it's amazing. Um, really, really nice. Uh, we're also getting our first look at some Bastion squadrons for the Empire Sky. So these are just like, this is an add-on set for what, last episode? Not last episode, episode. Um, more flying cities. So obviously I love them. And then the highlight for me, I think might be the Normandy farm set because this is straight out of Sniper Elite. Like this is like perfect World War II terrain. It's really pretty. Um, That is, that is really awesome looking. Yeah. It's all pretty um, colored that you're looking at it too. Also like it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, look, there's an old tractor. Yeah, Trump. You can do amazing things with it. Oh really yeah. Can. So a little bit of a smaller one. Um, one thing that's um, I think it was was it Shay and I. It might have been Mark and I were talking about on our discourse. Is kind of worried about how long it's been since we've seen anything from Wild Sexes. We haven't seen anything since the new player started, and that was well over twelve months. It's been ages since they've done anything. I'm kind of worried. I want something from Wild West Exodus, please. I don't care what it is. I just want something, anything, because it's your big. It, it's kind of getting to the point now where I'm, I love dystopian wars but I, I want them to start spreading out amongst their different games again because only concentrating on dystopian wars has come issue I feel because like you should be trying to keep all of the games running anyway one last story Canada we were talking about Canada earlier what were you we talking, were talking about football? we wasn't talking about for any particular I Canadian friends I'm doing that because I know it annoys you uh, one in particular which is my ex that she'll need to um, okay we got World War 2 Canadians coming from RAX miniatures and the sculpts on these are amazing uh, these are all digital files, so you'll be 3D printers. Uh, but these look phenomenal. Like, they look straight out of history. Like, they feel accurate. Um, I like the fact they're including a guide on how to paint late war Canadians, uh, because... Is, is this for an existing game, or...? Well, you could fit this anywhere you wanted, really. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they have. A... They're just talking about how they're 28 nil slash 1 to 6. Gotcha, uh, okay. Miniatures, but, uh, they're clearly, like, this is, these are miniatures that you could use however you want. Bolt action is probably how you would use them, but you use them however you want. I think they've done a really nice job here. They look phenomenal. I also love the tank because that's just crazy. I've never seen a Canadian tank. I mean, I know that they exist, but I've never seen one. Um, I, I really like this. Uh, add-on packs, there's a bunch of printable bases that you can get um, with some really nice bases. I actually quite like those. There's also commandos that you can print, which look like Green Beret type thing. Guessing that their that commandos were the equivalent of Green Beret. Do we still have Green Berets or are they gone now? Yeah, they're still around. Okay. Uh, and there's also American and German stuff that you can print out that obviously belongs to the stuff they've done. Uh, and then we're getting into our stretch goals. It starts immediately with sniper, um, machine gun teams. There's a multi-part kit's coming, which appears to be like extension of some done. But obviously, I'm getting certain ways, which is nice. Doing the same mandos. Um, it's disappointing. I don't see an unlock for war crimes. Why would the Canadians be involved? Uh, they're like, no, no. Cana <laughs> Canadians are one <laughs> of the worst. You can't argue with me on that. You know it's true. Uh, absolutely, I can. Canadians are some of the worst war crime offenders there there have ever been. Uh, fair enough. Um, the Otter LRC. I mean, it's an armored car, but I actually kind of like that. It almost looks like a mech head. I kind of want to take the wheels off it and put it on top of a giant robot. Uh, I think this looks really pretty. I don't remember how I found this. It might have actually been something I found on the tabletop side. I don't remember. It's just really pretty. Um, I suspect if this goes off, which it seems to be going off quite well, uh, they're currently at 40000 Australian dollars. Uh, so it was a £2,000 goal initially, uh, and they're currently at £21,000. So it's going really well for them. Uh, I can see this keeping busy for a while because not 
all those ex- not all of those stretch goals goals which is normal for this sort of stuff um because adds it adds to your workload in a good way. i really like what i'm saying honestly i think it's really pretty good yeah uh 38 pounds for a personal license there's a commercial license available for 100 but i think that's fairly reasonable um can't get any early bird stuff there's still nine days left on this at time though, so it looks really nice any thoughts josh oh uh, they do look really good like as far as minis and miles go they do look really good and then finally i don't remember if i said finally earlier or not but finally we have a brand new core set coming from atomic mass games for marvel crisis protocol so the old original box set has been out for four years at this point uh almost to the day because it came out at gen con last time um in 2019 um oh no sorry no it's correct november it was shown off at gen con sorry my memory is failing um and at the four year anniversary this november we will get a new box uh the new artwork looks very comic booky it kind of looks like it's been sunbated as a weird choice but anyway um the new box set is coming in multiple languages so they're doing with this what they've been doing with star wars basically which is all of things will be ended in one box just because it's easier uh, shipping and everything point of view and then like not all of the heroes from the original set are here but most of them are they're also releasing the old stuff separately so that if you did buy this and you still want the old stuff you will be able to buy the heroes miniatures in separate boxes um for those that buy this and maybe want some of the old stuff um i think the highlight of the box for me is probably black widow that's just severing Reck- an ultra kicking it yeah yeah i was gonna say reckon the ultron mini or the, yeah. the yeah the ultron bot um i don't know that ultron looks really good too but why the hell is he wearing a cape did he not he watch the incredibles <laughs> No caps. No caps. Um, the only the only issue I will say, and I'm not the only one to say this, everybody has said this point, is that if you are fighting someone's not Ultron, that's gonna look out of place. I guess I don't have a problem with it. I think it's really nice. I mean we don't like forced display bases, but why can't you be attacking something? Mm-hmm. Uh, my hope, my hope is that the base is that the um, pieces for that body are separate from the pieces for it. Because then you put her on a flight stand and she could be kicking whatever's in front of her. Or you could destroy an old mini and put anything on jaws of your enemy. I'm going to sculpt it there. Um, there is more pictures out there if you want to look for them. They're basically just repeats of what's in Top Banner, though. So we've got the very classic Captain America pose, except in this one, his chest doesn't look like it's three times bigger than it should be. Uh, it is the Rob Liefeld picture, but they've done it in a more natural pose and not his interesting drawing choice. Um, I don't mind the Iron Man. It's probably not my favourite, though. Um, I like the new Oh, Spider-Man. I don't like the Spider-Man for the same reason you don't like the Black Widow. The Venom is part of the pose. True, yeah, he's jumping out of the out of the symbiote yeah um it's it's not that i don't like the black i just a lot of people don't like all that reason i was just it, it, it's it's really it's it. it's my same gripe of you know you have to use the tactical rock yeah um i would argue that i suspect that leg is gonna i don't see how that's gonna say that will be a, you can easily just paint it as water this is, oh, anyway uh, doesn't matter i really like the look of the box set honestly yeah um, i like the fact that we're actually getting minions for those that should have minions now that minions exist i like the fact that we're getting two different versions of captain marvel um it's really nice i like it um and honestly it was probably time for them to actually do yeah because what was it now like how many years is that box did you say three years now four, four. years it's been yeah. four years yeah so yeah it's 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 time for an update a refresh and it's always good to refresh your products because if you don't people eventually well, eventually they stop buying um and it becomes a problem um yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that goes um but shall we talk about it indie definition independent type slang word jargon this week we're talking about a company that was pointed out to me by 
by Shay on our Discord. I was asking our Patreon for recommendations for modern day snipers because I want to find something sexy pop in the city. Because I had this idea of something I want to do for an event that's coming up. Um, so I wanted a, like something that looked modern day-ish. Uh, and this is one of the suggestions that he had, the lines. Uh, because I was looking through Infinity stuff already because uh, there is a couple of factions that are close enough that feel like they're real day. Uh, you you, you didn't want to use a Vindicar assassin? No, no, it didn't feel like it was close enough. Um, there's also Spectre miniatures that do a lot of modern day stuff, but I didn't really, I mean, there was a couple in there, but it wasn't really anything that jumped out at me. He suggested some this as a source that might have been good, because in his opinion, this is the best modern day miniatures to get. Uh, honestly, it's hard to argue with him, because he's amazing. So, yeah, um, I'm looking at the, the fan painted. The middle far right picture, if you click on that, um, I would argue that every single one of those minis looks like it's from your game. Oh, this is modern day, 100%. Um, when you're talking about far right mini which one are you actually talking so about? fan painting go go, yes. go back to the so and then there's the the grid the far right in the middle with the, the uh middle. Okay, thank you. With, with the eight minis yeah like, oh I, no, those in particular definitely do yes like, that literally just, my comments and everything right that's, that's what i'm saying like you know when did you sculpt these and design these for your game bruce like that's how like appropriate <laughs> for your game they look yeah. um i want to pause just for a minute because there's two links to the shared pencil there you go all right, and I've moved across onto the second website because this actually shows off more of the miniatures than one. Um, these guys actually have an Australian distributor. Like, seriously, I could buy this stuff locally. I can't do that with any of the other modern... Day oh, that's not entirely. Um, I mean, there are other options that I was looking at. This is the, the moment he showed me this, I looked at this and went, ooh, this is going on as an indie. Uh, because it was that good. Like, seriously, it's that good. Um, and that was regardless of whether I chose to go this way for the sniper or not. Uh, I actually ended up going in a different direction the sniper that late. Not because I didn't want these, uh, but because I found a cheaper way of doing it. I 3D printed some stuff. So um there's a two-player starter box for 160 bucks. Comes with a whole heap of stuff. Um 11 US dollar. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely gorgeous stuff. So here's the thing about this miniature race, George, and this is something you will achieve. This is run by a veteran. What literally? So all of this stuff is designed to be accurate because surprisingly, he you knows he's talking about what he's looking at. Well, um, except for I, I I see a couple of guys where you know their their lead arm is just out and not supporting everything where it would be tucked in for more stability but no 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 one ever does that because it doesn't look as cool yeah yeah i, I love the dog too by the way the dog is wearing goggles i find very oh hey hey i'm gonna i'm gonna mention this real quick because shay put it up in the chat yeah, he's listening uh 10 of sales go to fighting veteran suicide so uh oh, that, yep. that is uh that's a huge thing um uh the, the little charity things like uh, amazon has a little thing where it's just like certain you know you know like the, the little uh donation things like my by default is Wounded Warrior Project just because, you know, Casey's is a, a Swiss mountain dog group. Ah, oh, did you finally read my message? <laughs> yes, what do I not do when I'm on camera, George? I don't look at Discord. That's why I said it to you on Facebook, too. There you go. Bruce, Bruce has a new camera he's playing with. <laughs> I do. Um, um, these, these look absolutely stunning. Th these are phenomenal. Uh, there's another one. I could sit here looking at all of this for ages, and I probably will again. I already have once. Go to page, I believe it's page number two. Page two. Uh, I, Shay is going to know what I'm looking for because he looked at this new one. Oh, down the bottom of page number two, we have the Insurgents, Veteran, and Biker. Yes, I, I, I already did kind of see that. A, accurate looking bikes, which is nice because a lot of the bikes I'm using at the moment are kind of sci-fi. Yep. Just because it's, yeah, it's what I've had. Um, Actually, to scale, I love the fact that there's somebody that's just standing up. I mean, these aren't riding shoes. A. Uh, the wheels actually look like motorbikes, which is surprisingly not common. Yeah. But then on top of 
with it, your insurgents are amazing too. This particular box set is a print-on-band, so this is actually a 3D print that they would print for you and send to you. Some of them are that, and then some of them are actually resin sculpts. It's a little bit of both. Uh, generally, the older stuff is being sold as a print-on-band type stuff, uh, and you'll notice it's it's roughly around the same price as all the other stuff, but you're getting more in it, so it's cheaper because it's 3D printed. It's not stupidly cheap, but it's because, you know, need money. But I really mean, like what I'm seeing here, honestly. Like, this stuff looks phenomenal. Yeah, this, I mean, you're, you're talking about prices, and I'm looking at this, and, like, these are nowhere, you know, they're they're oh, on par cheap, with everything else. Like, as far as, like, you know, the, the quality you're getting, the number of minis you're getting in the, like, what is it? Uh, the first page, uh, Convert Kill Team, uh, there's six minis, yep. 34 bucks. That's reasonable as hell. That's very so. reasonable. Uh, and, like, the sculpting, uh, this is their older stuff again. It's being sold as 3D prints. Uh, this yeah. is not just, like, cheap 3D printing. They have very high-class quality prints. You can go and find examples of these. Uh, and you have every sort of option. Like, we have, like, just, just here on the front page, we have advised militia that look very much Middle Eastern-ish. Uh, we have African militia squad that obviously look like they're from that part of the world. Uh, we have um, Russian-looking people. We have CIA type people. We have Danish frogmen. Um, we have female operators. Like you have every corner of the world. There's a Green Beret force here. I was just talking about them a minute ago. Weirdly, they don't wear berets. But I guess it's because they don't like them. No, they, they do only in our garrison. They don't wear them in the field. Yeah, that makes sense because there's no tactical advantage wearing right, right, green. Well, well no. A, a, a beret won't stop around to the head, whereas, you know, like an actual tactical helmet will. will so. Yeah, but there is a lot of different things here. My understanding of the rule set is very, very small at the stage. I only know what Shay is told. Uh, Bruce, Bruce, second page, top row, far right, hired killers. Yes, yeah, with the, with the they, drone stuff, yeah. They have drones. Yeah, there's actually and, a couple of drones elsewhere as well. So the, the one thing also I do like is uh the, the operator there on the left, his little VR headset thing, uh, it has nose art with the, the, the fighter jet uh, mouth on it. Yes. <laughs> uh, something Shay has just said as well, which I'm looking at on my phone so that it doesn't ruin the recording. Um, the 10% the, the going to veterans, that's from the sales, not from the profit or the record. Uh, they have two games. In-country is their modern-day warfare, which is what we're discussing, but they also have Kill Wager, which is high sci-fi. Um, so you will find some stuff here, like this, the hired killers, for example, is kind of sci-fi-ish, and that's why. But again, like they have everything here. And we're only on the second page. We've already seen all of this stuff. Um, I want to look at the Jackal team. Um, we've got Naval Seals. We'll have to look at those. Uh, I'm just openings at this stage to look at. Marked civilians. All right, so I'm looking at, on the third page, we've got the Jackal squad. Sorry, the Jackal team. This is another group that have a drone. And again, this is more sci-fi. Your square digital look helmets. Well, and, and dude, uh, second from the right, has got uh, robot legs from the knee down. That's two. I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, that's uh, and, that. and the dude on the left has a, an exoskeleton uh, mm. brace on his leg. So it's. But here's the thing. This is hard sci-fi, but it's still it doesn't feel that removed from real life and it is but like he's not in a mech suit it's in something that you could see is maybe five or ten years away if you like we know it's not great well, but it well, feels I, like it's I, not that far off yeah I mean the, the stuff that I've seen on Exo stuff and everything I mean it looks like the current technology except for you know there's not a power cable you know running off the back of it like you know there's they figured out a battery yeah. pack in this so I mean th this is reasonable realistic yeah. sci-fi uh, the naval 
table seals look really nice. <laughs> this is another one of your digital ones that will be print on demand. And I mean, you may want to argue with me, but these feel like naval seals that I've sent you off. I happily corrected it's not right, but they look right to me. I mean, I can't really like find any argument of like, mm. the, the only thing I can say is like, you don't have a sniper, which that's always not a thing though either. Like, you know. Well, this is only one box too. They probably yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, no, like everything seems. Civilians look nice. Like, like here's the other little small deal till too, which, you know, a lot of people gloss over, don't think about. If you look at the Navy SEALs, all of them have like some sort of eyewear on, like glasses. Yeah. And that's the one thing that's always glossed over. Like a lot of these guys, they don't walk in like this because crap's flying at your face. You'll have safety glasses on on top of that and, you know, keep the crap out of your eyes beyond goggles, beyond your NVGs. You know, it's the detail is really freaking phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's very clearly done by somebody that knows what they're doing. Here's something else that I'm noticing, and it's a really small, tiny detail that doesn't matter. All of the bags have have the mole system. Look at the look at the front of his uh, of his um of his little pouch there. It's all little little mole system. Oh, yeah. mole, mole, mole. But that's something that doesn't matter. It's a completely pointless thing to put on a miniature. Why is it there? Because it's there in real life, and the person that sculpted it knows that. It's it, and actually the, the front of the vest has it as well. Do you notice that's how everything's connected mm -hmm. to their vests? It says. Well, even if you look at like a couple of them with the the pistol on the the hip or on the, the side of the thigh even that pad that the the holster is attached to is molly yep yeah it's really good uh, i also opened up there's a ranger there's a ranger assault element as well um so this is i don't know what the rangers fall like. that's army right? yeah that's army yeah really really gorgeous stuff this is actually an example on this of what these look like they're printed so like i don't see any examples of layer lines on that at all like, this is another i'm really sure this is another print on demand ones actually say i'll be wrong ones may actually be a problem um but yeah it's just really really gorgeous look stuff like i don't know who their sculptor actually is but whoever it is needs to be awarded might be the actual i don't know if that, um i would assume that it's most like us but that is an assumption i don't actually the, there's know. their sculptor is the head goon the, the owner he is okay so yeah. uh, uh, the Russian oh God, even the security like contractor guys they look like the the textbook like jackwad security contractors so security team oh yeah they do yeah <laughs> yeah 100%. They look like they're, they're very much looking like they're trying too hard. I love that. That's brilliant. The thing I like about security contractors is that you can easily play them in multiple different ways because you will have them and they're there to do the job. But you also got those ones that are only there to kind of big note themselves. And in movies, security contractors will either go one of two ways. They're either the evil militia or they're just trying to get their job done. Um, and or they're just trying to play it either way. Or, or they're just trying to click, collect the paycheck because that's yeah. what they are. They're a mercenary. So, um, really, really cool find. Uh, thank you to Shay for uh, letting you know about that because that is some really, really good looking stuff. Yeah. On the very last page, and this is the last one, I've been skimming through this. On the very last page is one that I'm probably going to buy because it's a SWAT team. And SWAT team is probably something I should try and have some realistic. A special and weapons and tactics? Yes. Ooh. I mean, I'm not sure that I'd actually have a SWAT team, but I'll probably have people that's trying to pretend that they're a SWAT. Like, these look phenomenal. The detail on these miniatures fantastic. You even got a guy with a pump shotgun, which I guarantee you is freaking full of slugs for blast out a door lock to kick in for the guy in the breaching shield to lead the way in. Yep. And then the, the dude with the shotgun, he's got his uh his uh carbine on a jackass rig so he can just like pick it up, lock in place and go. Like, dude, this these are so realistically accurate. Yeah. And that this is very much their thing. I, like even this the, the sci-fi stuff feels like it's um or at least accurate for what you would expect. And I like the fact they're trying, they're trying to do a little bit of everything. And it's not like, like 
there was Russian stuff that, that, that we looked at at one point. And it's not like like they're, they're trying to present Russia as they are. They're not trying to vilify them, whether they should be or not. It's completely irrelevant. For the, for the, for the game, you just want to present everything as factually as possible. So uniforms and that are all good. Uh, they've been designed to look realistic. Um, it's I love this. It's brilliant. And I'm definitely going to be getting some of this stuff. Some, I just don't know what I'm getting. And I don't know if I'm getting it for Entropicity or not. I might just buy some stuff so I can have a look at it. So thank you very much to Shay. I do appreciate that. It's not the direction that I went in, uh, but we will discuss that during the hobby. Dream, blue, prime, paint. What have you been up there, George? Using colorful metaphors and getting frustrated with my 3D printer. <laughs> What actually happened to your 3D printer? Well, so I was doing a test print of like the the panel that you know slides in place on the organizer, yeah. and I uh, I had to do it vertically because my bed's too small to do it laying down. I figured it shouldn't make any difference. Woke up the next day because it's extremely long paint and uh, a long print, and woke up and the uh, screen was red and it was a fault with the uh, bed. And the the solution was I sent some videos to the Anycubic uh, support staff and they said yep your bed screwed we'll send you a new one got the new bed in place got it auto leveled all that stuff and i am having issues with if i'm looking at the my printer and my control panels here on my left the back left or sorry right the back left corner nothing's sticking to it and and, and the, the next thing that's weird too is so like i've done the leveling i've done all that stuff right and that back left corner the brim it lays down and it touches the bed but it doesn't it's the the uh, the height is still off but then the rest of the area is fine except for the front left and front middle it's too close and it's smearing it out flat yes this is why I, this is why i keep on giving up and starting again i've never gotten mine right yeah like i was frustrated with it give up before i because my resin printer is so much easier well and, and i'm not going to disagree with that because you know of how resin printers design the issue is i'm not going to resin print a carrying case or no, the, the other thing too is with the the organizer stuff the magnetic sheet that you put in i have to set a timer for three hours when that three hour timer goes off i peel the sticky back off and i set it in place while the printer's going and then it prints over it and it's locked into place it's a really cool design the problem is is if that brim is not down properly and i rotated the the print and it helps some to get it off that far corner but the the filament will cool too quickly because that brim's not properly laid down and so that corner will tweak sounds like it's not heating up properly. but it That's also so acts like it's a leveling issue too which and oh, i've yeah. and the the next step which uh, I, I was chatting with the guys in the 3d printing channel about it was possibly needing to shim it and i don't want it so i mean it still works great for some stuff where it's like i'm using like the center of the bed that works fine and great so like token accessories stuff like that for for gay maids like that's cool and everything but i'm i'm contemplating and debating like doing a another printer that has a bigger bed so some of the stuff like i can print it laying down instead of having to go like you know eight inches vertical like i can do it you know but then i'm you know in the you know like rud like what if like the bed does the same thing and and jp is messaging me one bamboo is he's suggesting a a, a, a pls yeah i i don't have that kind of money jp (laughs) yes that would be cool to have one of those i i'm thinking more of like the ender uh uh maxes or or whatever the the big ones I think 
think what he's talking about, they're the, um, the dryer, I think is what he's talking about. Stop your filament getting moisture in. I could be wrong. I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, sure enough. Yeah, there is one that's... Oh, no. Uh... No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's a 3D printer, right? Yeah, that was still not terrible, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm cringing at the, the 480 for one of the Enders. That's uh, larger. Oh, my God. That's in my ears. That hurt. I actually clicked on a video. Um, So that's been about it. My my bench is a disaster. I've been trying to glue magnets. Yeah. Uh, How's Atrophy City going? Yeah, I don't want to go that way. All right, so I mentioned that I have found other. So this is one of the two that I got printed. Hang on, let's... Nope, that doesn't help. So he's kind of in a kneeling pose. I'm not going to focus very well at it. But yeah, he's kind of in a kneeling pose. My plan for these is that they're going to end up being on a rooftop. So he's going to be kind of be like looking over the rooftop down. I'm going to show you what he's going to be on in a second. I also have this guy who's literally, who's literally Why? broken. No, it broke? Yeah, it broke. Oh, bollocks. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to reprint this one. Um, which is, it's super gluing. This is not good. But right. yeah, he's sitting... He's sitting down and I really like that. There was a couple I found that were sitting down and I'm going to show you why I really like this idea. I have a trash pile heap here. Oh, nice. That I bought in the 3D print. And on top of it is two mattresses. So my plan was that I was going to have it sitting on the mattress on top of the roof. Like this is something that's just been piled up on top of the roof of somewhere. Oh my, oh my God. 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 You, you, you have to do something when you paint that as just like a little Easter egg. That's just so gross. Get some UV paint and paint stains on the mattresses. <laughs> Oh no, that's oh, no, I'm not doing that. That's you terrible. won't be able to see it unless someone takes a UV light and shines it on the mattress. I know. Oh, oh. Uh, damn you in your ideas. I've also been trying to get my scenery up and Oh, that looks good. So this was just a very flat gray the last time you saw it. So, yeah, it's coming along. Like, I actually went out on my way home from a barbecue yesterday. I went to a store and I bought an actual brick red because I didn't have one. Um, I want to do like another because I've just done a brown wash over at this point. So I want to hide. Yeah. Uh, the grates and stuff on the side are all rusty. Like, there's rust all over the staircase and stuff, all brown and gooey and horrible. And the plan for this is that, yeah, it would sit up, up on the rooftop somewhere. Maybe not necessarily this one. I want a higher building. And also, there you go. that also was a very standard grey and brown the last time you saw it. Yeah. It's all been painted up to be actually ready. Needs a bit of weathering. So the weathering hasn't been done on this. So I need some washes and stuff to go over yet. That's fine. I also haven't done any graffiti on anything yet. That's going to be my last step. Um, No, I probably should do the graffiti on this before I do the weathering. You should do both. I should do both. Do graffiti, do weathering, then do graffiti. Oh, because, yeah, people paint over the top of 3 Yes. Yeah. Um, what else have I been? I've, um, so these I bought already paint, right? Because mm -hmm. these are prototype ones that were printed. Not printed. These were made by uh, Knights of Dice and this is part of the stuff that he was clearing out uh, as he was getting ready to shut business down. But I also bought this mm, one, yeah. which was a display. And I want to try and paint it up to look as close to that as I can. Now, it's not there, but it needs some browns that yet but i'm quite happy with that honestly I, yeah that's I looking side by side. I, it just needs a little bit of brown to be dry brushed over it really yeah it really but i would I, I might even just leave it at that for now and just move on be lazy um but these are just like these are kind of for, like for elevation um i in my last order uh i got another one that's six by nine so it's kind of like in between this so then i've got like a lot of variation that i can do just because elevations for thing in game yeah i also grabbed an ak interactive book doomsday chariots because in theory this should have a lot of stuff that I will find very useful. I mean, this is all designed post-apocalypse, but mm -hmm. it'll have stuff that'll... I've been looking at this for probably a little bit over a month's point. I haven't read through it yet, um, but not everything 
in here is going to be stylistically what I want to do, but the techniques and stuff will still work for the world that I have pictured in my head. So from that perspective, it should be perfect. And what arrived a few minutes ago, which I haven't even opened, but I can tell you what, it, what it's going to be. This is Dave Taylor's Dungeons book oh. that we looked at like 12 months ago. So that will have an unboxing coming on at some point this week. Which you just reminded me. Right over here. Oh, this one's heavy. Um, This showed up too. It is a board game that's based on the uh, artistic works of, I'm not going to try to pronounce the name because I haven't uh, uh, looked it up yet, but it's a, a um, it's based off of artwork. Here's a little preview of the back. So, nice. but it's a, uh, it's a uh, Polish game or a Polish company, I guess I should, should say. Placement? Huh? Worker placement? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 just, I jumped on it because oh, that box is heavy. Um, that the, the concept and ideas were solely based off of this Polish artist's like artwork. Yeah. So, and then it, it was as a, as a pretty low key, like it was on game found. It wasn't on Kickstarter, but here is the only extra add on. And it's a, it's a cat. Like <laughs> that's it. That's fun. There was no bells and whistles with it. It was, here's the game. If you back this, it's a collector's edition and you get actual like minis. So nice. Uh, the last thing I have been doing is some more artwork. This is a collection of images that I have done through, uh, AI. I'm not an artist. And at this stage, I can't afford to pay an artist. I do want to be able to do that at some point, but I want the game to be right first before I start investing into artwork. Uh, but basically what this is, is this is my sign that will sit on the table um, and it will just sit there and people will be like, oh, so he's playing like a motorbike game something that people can look at as they go past. I also did an edited version of this that I gave the NWA website. Um, this is a kind of a bird format. I just so that I could have something a little pretty. A friend of mine was looking at this very closely because online I did a digital version and he's like, what the hell is that? Because if you look at the motorbike, there's some serious problems with that motorbike. Yeah, that front wheel doesn't look like it'll roll too well. Uh, also, the front half of the actual bike is missing. It's just connected by an arm. If Whatever. Look, that that Harley is the only thing that actually looks right. Most of them have problems. Um, there seems that'll to be, be something with AI. That's, it'll be fine. Motorbikes. Oh, no, I, I don't mind. From here, it's fine. No, I, no, I mean, like, you know, like, just not being connected. I'll be fine. Oh, yeah. No, it's have fine. you not seen some of those um, Nitro Circus guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a suggestion from a Patreon was that I probably should be putting on here that it's all AI art somewhere or on the back of the artwork I should say something about that it's credited towards uh, and here's the thing it's a two-sided poster quite deliberately because I want people to be able to see whatever it is from art uh, this is all placeholder artwork it's not going to be used in an initial capacity it's just placeholder so. but I didn't want to steal artwork and use that I wanted to at least have something that was mine um, I will not be using any AI work in any aspect of my game long term I will say that all a fact for a few reasons a copyright has a big question mark on it and if I do end up making a product out of this I want it to be mine um, because I'm stupid not to to the point where if I do eventually pay an artist I will pay an artist to make sure that it's mine that will have right. the cost um, but that's future Jason's problem today. for now I have a pretty little banner um, and all of the banner was designed all the banner was done by me so I don't have to worry about it going but you stole this from there but, you know, and that's basically the only real thought has gone into it um, I bought this for like 15 bucks something from an office store this is like hey I know what I want very very quickly here at the end of hobby time i just wanted to give a very quick shout out uh there is a new youtube channel slash podcast that started up recently in australia called from scratch to shelf uh, basically they are talking about australian game development specifically australian game development uh, like how to like where to go for uh, some of their past stuff is talking about like uh, there's a particular thing, like they talk about Twitter at one point, because obviously that's a, been a big deal at one point. Uh, they talk about marketing, they've talked about 
is the ideas in your game safe from theft? Um, so it's it's very much about the actual development itself. Uh, they're starting to kind of reach out and trying to get people on as like guests that are in the middle of developing or about to launch development of games or um, people that have worked on games in the past, just trying to expand their audience type stuff. So I saw them talking about it in the Tabletop Game Developments Australia group. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to give these guys a shout out because it's cool. There you go. All right. Should we uh, do a little quick game talk or because we're running a little long here? We are. Uh, I think we'll leave the game talk for now. Um, we were going to, we were going to kind of talk about big changes in games, like companies like making big changes in existing games and stuff. But I think we can leave that for another episode. Okay. Um, let's get into stuff. All right. And I realized immediately that I should leave first one. So that was last week. Uh, Gen Con is on right now, the 3rd until the 6th of August. So it's actually know, it's actually uh over as as of tomorrow so yeah so if you haven't gone you're not going to be going because if you haven't got tickets too late uh, yeah it's ages. uh but you've got tomorrow now because today's already over uh the nanawati war games association games day so this is a game day that happens every year it's run by one of the larger war games associations in victoria uh this is the first time i've done anything with them um i've, I've known about I, I know quite a few people that are with, with the association like no mates because it's um, but I've run events before because my game didn't exist. Um, but yes, I will be hosting a demo table or a, a playtest table at the event. Uh, the event starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, goes through to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's on August the 26th, which is a Saturday. So I'm going to be there for six hours. I have a friend that's helping me out to try and keep me sane. Um, it takes place at the Central Ringwood Community Centre in Victoria. So I will be doing Entropy City demos and playtesting. Uh, it's a gold coin donation to enter. I get nothing from it other than I can take your feedback on, on board, uh, assuming the feedback is in line how I'll gameplay. Um, there are a lot of people that have been like, hey, are you accepting playtesting? Are you and I've I have been accepting playtesting with the game for a while. Uh, I've just been kind of ripping it out. Problem is that I wasn't working on it actually. Well. Uh, but this is the first time that I'm doing playtesting outside of my playtesting. So it's it's a really big deal, and it's something I'm rather nervous about. So hopefully it goes well. I'm yeah, I'm nervous. So hopefully it goes well. And then next on the list is the Weapons Free Drop Fleet Commander Tournament, the second of September in Cardiff, UK. Uh, you can find more information about that at www.thebattlefields.co.uk uk um by the way for pointing out that yes that's actually the way that the rule is written yes it's it's weapons free not weapons hot of course the weapons are hot they're shooting uh uh war host official dystopian wars escalation league 6th of september through the 15th of november a thousand points to start increasing increasing by 250 points every two weeks up to 2,000 points this is at critical hit games in st petersburg florida um well i I don't know if socks is running it but Sox is taking part of it so no, he's, he's running it is he running it okay uh he's, next he's on the list the okay uh next on the list i don't know if you've heard of this one bruce it's called pax australia the 6 to 8 of october um 6 to 8 of I october have you okay um and then the, of course the greatest name for a convention northern king kong the 24th through 26th of november in osset west yorkshire uh 55 pounds includes a hot lunch saturday and sunday 
a lot of big things coming up. Uh, the other thing I probably will mention very quickly, the day before PAX Australia is DevCon. I will also be attending that Entropy City. Um, it basically, it's an, it's an Australian indie games developer. Um, oh, because we, we have a DevCon here, and it's a completely different kind of convention. Okay. Uh, no, this is like games developers. So people that actually work in the industry that have developed games are sort of kind of coming together showing what they've done and stuff. It's a bit of a smaller event. Again, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it. it's a computer hacking convention here. Oh, okay. No, definitely not. <laughs> Completely different. Where does uh, Dev kind of hacking? Uh, development. Like, it's just... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's... Oh, sorry. DevCon. Yeah, right. Because de Dev is development game development. Yeah. I couldn't work with coming hacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, uh, yeah, Shay did. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, I was hearing Dev from you. So, yeah, whatever. Um, Dev, like game development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Valhalla Hobby. Valhalla Hobby are one of... Uh, well, they are our sponsor um, for the podcast. We really appreciate them. We would not have Entertainment.com without them like 100% just wouldn't have it um, Valhalla Hobby are a niche game store like they are they do actually have your regulars you kind of suggest they did but they do have Warhammer they do have D&D like they do have all of that stuff they do have Magic Gathering but they have a real passion for the indie side of the gaming scene as well um, so they have your TT Combats they have your Moonstone they have your Wit and your Bushido they're currently looking at getting Black Sight Studios they haven't got it at this stage um, getting Black Sight Studios at a retailer side of things was kind of difficult to justify because um, without giving too much away in the past that they'd never really set themselves up that because they were kind of a work in progress um, so they'd done everything because they were selling it they'd never actually really dealt with the retail side of their business they were kind of like hopefully they can uh, but they've actually gone out of their way to redo that side of their business entirely now try and make the for retailers to be able to buy their stuff they had this rule apparently where you had buy in a buy like which isn't necessarily the way that stores always buy they would usually allow to buy X and stuff uh, and as part of that, maybe I'll get a couple of things to test to see if people are on. So like if, if they really want to invest into Dropfleet Commander, for example, then we'll see if Carnivale is good or not. Maybe I'll get one thing Carnivale. I don't want to have to buy just as much stuff Carnivale. I do find this season's out. Um, so they've kind of redone that side of their business. I, I don't know. I haven't really heard feedback as to how successful it's been yet. It's only happened, I want to say, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, but if you have an interest in anything from the indie scene, you will find it at Valhalla Hobby. Uh, and the prices are actually really good which was also very helpful. So uh, when we bought the box set for socks, we bought it from here because it was cheaper. Plus it's not supporting your sponsors because, hey, it helps them justify help us. So thank you, Valhalla Hobby. ValhallaHobby.com. GT2305 at checkout will give you 5% off any order over 100. Patreon.com slash getting tabled. If you're in a position to help us, please do consider it. Uh, we appreciate our Patreon very much. Uh, we, it has its own exclusive, has its own exclusive channel on the Discord. Uh, there is a link to the Discord. It actually shows up on screen every time I discuss it. Uh, if you want to join, you're more than welcome to. You can also find it via our usual socials as well. Gettingtabled.com is the website. Uh, the Facebook is facebook.com slash gettingtabled. From a social media perspective, it's probably the most active that we have. Um, we are also on YouTube, youtube.com slash gettingtabled. Please subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get that view account up. Um, we put out videos at least once a week. Um, our Patreon get early access to all of the videos that we make. There is occasional exceptions to that. Uh, it's always explained. Um, and it's I used to say it was like 80% of the stuff that we do is early access. It's way more than that. Uh, it would be lucky if it's not 99. I, I, I think the only thing that is not exclusive only access for the Patreons is the audio version of the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Um, email, gettingtabled.com. Sorry, gettingtabled at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us. Honestly, we would love to have more community feedback uh, or more community discussion. Get in on the Discord. Get in on the chat. Everybody on there is wonderful. Uh, Twitter, at gettingtabled. Instagram, at gettingtabled. I have a Twitch 
it's not very active at the moment. It's kind of just casual. I'm kind of penciling in September as the time where that would go back to full launch. I'm not going to put a date on that at this stage because it's probably not going to be September. It's going to be at some stage. I'm going to remain casual for the wireless stage. The last few times that online, it's kind of been like a from, a, from an audience point of view. So we will see how it goes. I'm going to go casual because um, if I'm not going to have anybody watching, it's kind of see how we go. All righty. Well, I think it's time to hit this button and... Thank you, what the heck was that? There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. Okay, don't say. Don't, uh, hold on, I I have to record this real quick because I forgot to do it at the top of the show, so I'm gonna have to record That's this. What and, I was tell you yeah. Okay.